I am unashamed. What about you? Well, my sleep is all messed up. You know, yesterday, after we did the podcast, I crashed and burned. I figured, <laughs> I mean, this. Uh, <laughs> where am I? When you left here yesterday, you looked like Night of the Living Dead. You were just like a zombie. Yeah. So where did you go the other so, day? Not Ohio. You went somewhere else? No, I went to Ohio, but I've gone other places, but right now, but the, it's but not at the ready recollection. Yeah, Ohio. Well, yeah. no, I'm leaving for Indiana tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's, so that's we're, we're 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 I love Indiana. Indiana. I'm telling state. you, every time I go to Indiana, I'm like, I could look, I could live here. Yeah. There's a lot of people, but, a lot of people. I say a lot for what the situation is. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. They come all yeah. the way to to. to that little place we are from Indiana, from Indiana, from Indiana. That's where our old pal uh, Sammy Davis is from, the Medal of Honor winner, Congressional Medal of Honor. He's the real Forrest Gump. You know, in the movie Forrest Gump, when they Oh, that was based on somebody? Yeah, when they put the medal on, you know, they they took Sammy as the guy that did it. He's been down here before. And they put, they put Tom Hanks. It looks like it's Tom Hanks, but it's actually Sammy. He's the one well, that hauled him out. He got shot in the buttocks. You know, it was it was all the real. It was all well, real. Well, look, I watched a really good movie. I mean, I I was awakened by the violent storm that passed through here, and a <laughs> lightning bolt actually hit my house and blew out a TV. <laughs> so I was I started saying, "Come to Jesus meeting. Come to Jesus meeting." <laughs> when lightning yeah. starts striking their house, it's time to yeah. find out well, somebody's got something going on. I mean, I made sure everybody was all right. I was like. Let's watch a good Christian movie. What we, so we, <laughs> that's what we did as a family. We, like, what's funny right, is, Jay, and, so we were sitting on the porch at my house, which we're probably, I'm not even a quarter mile, I guess, from your house, a little less than a quarter mile. Yeah. And uh, we heard it, but I thought it was a tree. You, know, you can tell when lightning hits something. There's a, there's a sound. There's a click. There's a click that happens when it hits it. And we heard it hit your house, but we, yeah. we thought it was a tree. When you hear the click. I was trying to figure out where it was. I thought it when was. When you a, hear the click, it is extremely close. Well, yes, that right. was a TV. Either the sign was, I have too many TVs, <laughs> so I need to reassess that. Because <laughs> this one's actually in my bedroom, which we don't use it very often. But uh, They make a gadget when, that you can hook on your TV and. It it stops that. Yeah, search for it, You know where I was going with that, right? Huh? I provide, you know, my own entertainment. I don't. <laughs> but, okay, well, it's a family show. But look, God, it was God's idea. It was his idea. So we watched this movie, Greater. Have you ever seen it? No. True story about an Arkansas football walk-on. Burleson, I think was his name, but... uh. You know, it was really good. Hmm. I mean, there was there was a couple of little cheesy parts. You know how the Christian movies have that. Yeah. Not all the actors were, you know. I mean, some of them are. Academy I, Award level. Yeah, but the story and overall, hmm. two thumbs way up. And, and it's a highly rated movie. I mean, it, it, was, it was really good. So there you go for your movie night. It there was, you go, Phil. It, and it, you and Kay are looking for a popcorn and movie night. Greater. But greater. Hmm. So, and then that set up nicely since my sleep was messed up because I kept telling them, all right, hey, let's get this movie going. They were like, let's do the popcorn. 
because I was doing the math. I said, how long was this movie? Because LSU was playing in Oregon nine o'clock. at 9 o'clock, which really I was running 10 minutes late, but the actual first pitch was like 9.15, which right. was Who perfect. won that? Oh, I'm fixed to share with you because <laughs> that <laughs> was awesome. I had trouble uh, going to sleep once it was over. I was oh, so wow. keyed up. I broke my social media interaction. I have had no now I've posted things, you know, about this podcast and Jesus and business family yeah. and you know, different things. But I haven't had any interactions. But last night I couldn't help it. Because I was like, the only people that are awake that, you know, I'm caring about right now are other LSU <laughs> fans. So I I posted a, a tweet. And what was crazy is all these LSU these former LSU players like we just started talking with each other and I'm like this is why LSU baseball just has some mystique about it mm-hmm. the fact that these guys who half of them are, are in the major leagues right they're up at one o'clock in the morning Watching the hollering like, go Tigers yeah. <laughs> oh it was an epic game uh it was the only time in my life that I can remember that I wasn't rooting for the Ducks <laughs> yeah you weren't what i wasn't rooting for the ducks because they were playing they the, the oregon ducks. oregon ducks oh, oregon ducks yeah yeah, yeah. You, gotta they, love them. you gotta love them though yeah well i love ducks but in this case <laughs> but look you're saying about this phil now i'll give because i know you're not a big tv watcher although we got started late because you had to watch <laughs> the end of another matt Dillon episode that i yeah, know you somebody seen. told me they 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 have posted something i've said but they never i was never aware that they did that they, they put it on there like i did it i said it but then they call me up later and say yeah i, I did that but you they didn't do it them. no i've never so made, what's your i've point? never knowingly well, made a post well what, <laughs> I, what i'm just telling you well, I, I don't get as excited <laughs> about things as you do well but here's what you got to remember back in my early you know, you say yay tigers, then you got a bunch of people jamming you, you know, yay ducks. I mean, you know. Well, well let me like, explain something to you, Phil. Uh, how many national championships has LSU baseball won? A bunch. A bunch. And uh, but you got to remember why, why I'm into this is because when I was younger, especially my teenage years, I was so persecuted for, for being a follower of Jesus and so alienated from all social activities, like when I was in high school. and Well, I gravitated toward, obviously, the outdoors, hunting and and fishing, but also sports. And uh, LSU, you know, people that you're kind of drawn to success, I guess, but back in the Skip Bertman days, I mean, it's just the definition for me participating in that as a fan. You know, we went to many games, and Mm -hmm. I've been there and watched and, it's just good, clean fun. It's something yeah. good, and yeah. and so like this year, my point is, look, it's been a rough year, and and this is Coach Palmineri, who's a friend of mine. Yeah, it's his last year. He announced his retirement, so I'm just like, man, it's been a tough year. Even in his personal life, he lost his dad, yeah. and it's just it's just been a tough year. And our team has talent. But a lot of the key players are all freshmen. Yeah. So I've watched this whole season in pretty much silence because it was borderline. I don't I don't want to say lucky because I think you create your own luck, but it was very fortunate that we even made we buried the, the playoffs. And, we, and probably because of our reputation as much as anything. And I think 
you know, I really think Coach Maneri, he waited to say he was going to retire just so the committee could say, you know, I mean, they, they, they're a pretty good team because they play, they had, I think, the third toughest schedule. But I watched this team and we got the talent, but they were mostly in key positions young. So I've just watched them grow up. So they go to the, they get picked and everybody's excited that we're in the, the regionals, except we have to go to Oregon, which I don't know what Oregon is ranked, but they're what they were one of the national seeds. Yep. So we got to go to Oregon. Oregon's a long way from Baton Rouge. And nobody thinks we're going to come out of there. And on top of that, we lose the first game. What do you realize? Got totally shut down the first game. Yeah, we played Gonzaga. I didn't even know they had a baseball team. <laughs> I thought they were basketball only, and we lost. So at that moment, you're like, okay. Because they lost the first game in the SEC tournament, yeah. too. So do you realize in the history of college playoffs, I think only four or five times in the history a team has lost the first game of the, the regional and come back to win the regional. Because then you have to win four in a row, essentially. And by the time you get to that And your fourth, best pitcher was burned in the first game. Right. Yeah. By the time you get to the fifth game, anybody that has his arm still So they attached, actually won it. Well, they won the first game in a squeaker. And extra, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just watching, you know, and then, then we, the guy who won that game had the game win and hit, he, you know, pulled his girl in her hamstring. That's He's true. had problems all year. So now we're down another man, you know, and I'm like, boy, the hits just keep on coming, you know? <laughs> and so, but look, I saw this team, they grew up and, and it just, you, you started sensing they're, they're just not going to be stopped here. And so what, I guess about game three of that somewhere in there, I thought we're going to win this. I just I and they had that. to beat Oregon twice because it's yeah. double elimination, and they did. And they did at Oregon. Well, last night was last ducks. Night, look, the ducks are mad now. <laughs> last fine. night was the it, ducks are devastated. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's really quiet. <laughs> well, that's so, good clean fun. <laughs> it was, but look, I want to say this. I saw the I, it, you know you talk about pressure and all. Kind of the game-winning moment, besides uh, this Gavin Dugas, uh, I, I posted a tweet. It looked like he was playing a slow-pitch softball game. Indeed. You know, everybody, yeah. they they come up. If you elevated the ball, this man is locked in. It was just gone. As soon as he hit it, I just, that's gone. You know, I, it's out of here. Waking up the house, which that's another story. But at the end of the game, we're losing like, uh, I think it was 7-6. And so we get a runner on second and third. And Oregon had this, I mean, I don't want to knock the style, but it was almost like a little league strategy for trying to anticipate the squeeze butt. And they kept throwing the ball, or what? maybe it was first and third. Yeah, yeah, it was first. We had first and third. And they kept throwing the ball to first base. And the guy, our runner on first base, was he wasn't even off the base. He's on the bag. And they were doing some kind of play. Where it's like, we're going to throw to first, we're going to throw to first, and then the first baseman and the third baseman are going to rush home, anticipate. They were trying to guess the the squeeze play. Right. So somebody got a signal cross because we're down by one. Or maybe it was tied at that point. I can't remember. It was, it was late. So look, they go to throw to first, but the first baseman, third baseman, crash. They crash. So it's a balk. 
Because if first base is unoccupied by your defender, right. then everybody moves up a base. So was, all this was dumb. It's a it's something, and that's what I mean. You're like, well, that was lucky, and but at the end of the day, we pulled <laughs> we it all out. The Tigers pulled it out. Oh, were they whooping and hollering over it? Oh, they were they were pretty I fired mean, up. The first five minutes after the game. I was whooping it all. <laughs> my house is pretty raucous too. Yeah, we had several up though at my house because I still got a house full of company. But I thought I told him I said, "There's no sense in going to bed until this yeah. is over because there won't be any sleeping." So, congrats to the Tigers, and we move on. I mean, we're going look, to Tennessee again. This, we're huge underdogs, but I mean, I wouldn't count. You know, at, a team this, like LSU yeah. is the one I wouldn't want to play. At this point, I mean, it's all gravy. You know, right. But That's I found I a surreal moment because I'm talking to all these players, you know, and just at, at the former players after it was over. Well, Ben McDonald, who's a famous LSU pitcher, you know, he called the game and look, was completely professional. But I mean, I know deep down he's actually calling the game and it's supposed to be unbiased anyway. He was. But I was sitting there thinking. Right now, he would say, oh, and the Tigers take the lead. I said, but really, he's thinking, <laughs> you bad man. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking, we were interacting. I was like, good job on the call tonight. You know what I mean? He's like, man, I was sweating bullets. But I thought. <laughs> he's, a hunter. he's a hunter. He's a really good dude. He he yeah. played for Baltimore. He's actually calls games for Baltimore, too. He's a color guy for Baltimore on their podcast. Yeah. Sometimes when I. Watch him. He's on interesting there. factoid. When Willie got mad at me one time, I had thousands of baseball cards and we had gotten into an altercation as a as teenagers like we do. And Willie put my, all my baseball cards in, in the yard and it rained and it ruined all of them. But I had that three was a low down. Trick. <laughs> Tell me about it. I wish y'all had been there to give him a butt whooping, yeah. but, but I had three that I had just gotten that weren't in the box and they were all Ben McDonald. So after all it was over and I still have those three baseball cards and I'm like, that would seem weird if I ever told him that I'm yeah. like, yeah, I got three baseball cards and they're and all of you. They're all of you. Yeah. And I've got them in a room around a candle. So, yeah. you know, so. I think they're actually in a box. All right, let's take, so, a, let's take a break. So uh, I'm excited. We have a new sponsor, Jace. It's a company called Moink. Moink? Moink. Spell check. M-O-I-N-K, Moink. So what they do is they have a grass-fed, grass-finished beef, lamb, uh, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and they'll deliver it straight to your door. Our sister podcast, uh, The Duck Call Room, they've been sponsoring them for a while. So I've actually eaten their food because Stone got some of the meat and cooked it for me. It's really, really good. A cross between a moo and a oink. You got it. That's pretty good. You, you figured That's, it out. Well, I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> That's good. All their animals are raised outdoors. Fish are caught wild in the ocean. No antibiotics, hormones, all the stuff that you get in these other things. So if you sign up at moinkbox.com, I already spelled it M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Robertson, you get a free year of bacon. That's wow. an awesome sign up. So you check them out, moinkbox.com slash Robertson, some of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but it's for a limited time. So sign up soon. So anyway, yeah, it was good. So baseball, you know, while you were fast asleep, that's what we were yep. doing. Yeah, it doesn't pass me by. 
So you, you got something for us? Well, yeah. I just what's, wanted what's to say, we, we, we get so many letters and people say, you know, I don't know how to study the Bible. It seems like it's a, it's a, a thick, thick, thick book. I just want to remind people that if you just start with the last two pages, the last couple of pages, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all record the same event. Jesus died on the cross, was buried and raised from the dead. You get in the book of Acts, the first paragraph, after his suffering, he showed himself to these men, gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Well, you've read the two, two to three pages, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, <clears throat> and what Jesus said he would do, that's exactly what he did. It had to be to save the world. In Acts chapter 1, Luke who had already recorded it earlier, writes down about Jesus giving many convincing proofs he was alive, and he stayed there 40 days to convince them. Well, that's the book of Acts. You read the rest of it, and it goes into great detail about how the gospel was being preached, about persecution and all that. You get so the what book you of, mean by gospel is, is like specific, the hub. Death the, 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 the hub that everything springs forth from is the message that God became flesh, died on a cross, was buried, and raised from the dead. You get to the book of Romans, first paragraph, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. To your point, I think it's mentioned six times in the first chapter. That's right. Which is then pretty he, then, he, then we named the podcast, I'm Not Ashamed of the Gospel. That's verse 16. But what he's doing is, with all these epistles, every one of them, they start with Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection. You get to the first Corinthians, call to be holy together all everywhere, grace and peace be to you. We've been talking about grace. I always thank God that he, because of his grace given you. He begins with Jesus, what he's done for us. Second Corinthians, uh, first paragraph, the church of God in Corinth, together with all the saints, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Father of compassion, God of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles, comforts those in any trouble. So right there, uh, for just as the sufferings of Christ, it always comes back to that in every book. Galatians, uh, first, first sentence, sent not from men but by God, Paul, but by Jesus Christ, the God, the Father, and ra who raised him from the dead and all the brothers with me, you say... It's either part of the gospel or the entire thing over and over and over and over. So my point is, when you're studying your Bible, just start with the first paragraph. After you read the last three pages, two or three pages in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, go through these epistles, and you will be amazed on how the redundancy and that is hammered out who Jesus is, what he did, what he's now doing and what he will do. Yeah, so just get point. that in your head yeah. all the way. Now we're in the book of Romans over here. We're That's what's difficult grace. about a lot of preachers in, in church. Well, this is all uh, you really need. It's what I'm trying to yeah, show people. Services is they tend to want to do different subjects. And, you know, people or people say, well, we got that. We understand this. We, we, we got this. But I think it translates into our mission that God uses us despite our flaws, to share that. He you know made how? it so that this this uh, verbiage that comes out of the religious world, 
they go through and nitpick on all these scriptures and argue about things they shouldn't even be arguing about to begin with, but yeah. they've kind of made it like a workbook and they fell into the trap that you've mentioned, Jace. They diligently studied the scriptures and Jesus said, look, these scriptures are about me. Yeah. It's about me. Right. You, 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 you're splitting hairs on every little issue. Should we do this? You think it's yeah. right? That's what they'll start with. Do you think it's right if, and then they'll give you some verse over there. You, do you think it's right? And I'm like, look, we all know what right is. We all know what wrong is. Just yeah. get up and do what's right. It, right. That's what righteousness is. You just do what's right. I, I think I said, the, I said, I don't have to give you a verse on it. Yeah. You know that in here, everybody knows it. Right. So they've made this, the, 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 these, uh, wordages like, you know, the deeper truths of the Bible. Yeah, We're yeah. here to give you the, when somebody comes along and tells you, look, I've come up with some deeper truths of the Bible. Guess what? And I'm Run. like, hold it right there. Run. <laughs> I said, look, my sins have been removed. <laughs> yeah. I'm guaranteed I'll be raised from the dead. I have God's spirit in me, and I've guaranteed the gospel through the gospel, life and immortality. I, I don't, I'm not digging any deeper. Right. Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> it's not that complex. Oh. You got to remember, oh. most people who are responding to the gospel, they're not even, not only are they not college educated worldwide, they're not junior high educated. Yeah. So what are you going to do with people with dirt floors? Yeah. They, they, they're just a, a mighty throng of them. They're not brilliant minds. Right. You know, I'm a C-plus man, but there's a lot of people that are way lower than that. What about them? Thank you. God made it simple enough where we all can get it. Right. Here's what happened, and here's who he is and what he's done. Well, you know, because, because ultimately it's a person. Right. I just like, think that needs to be said from time to time as yeah. we go through these things. And they're like, well, he's old boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, y'all are. But it's are, like if you were struggling in school and you, you know, you're just like, I can't get this material. And I, you know, and they're like, what do they do? They're like, they get you a tutor. They get you a person and they try to explain it. But I mean, God did that in essence at a, over at a, and at over a bigger and over. scale and said, look, learn who I am. Through this person. Well, and you think about the the great equalizer for all of us is that we all have the Holy Spirit, which that's where the righteousness comes from. So it's not about how intelligent you are, how no. many scriptures you know. No. Look, we we like studying the Bible, and I discover new things all the time. Every time I study, something. all the time. It, but it's the the realization of something new doesn't mean that I didn't understand salvation and my, you right. know. So that's kind of the way you have to approach it. Just remember, do it all through this lens. This isn't the first part of First Corinthians, brothers. Think of what you were when you were called. He makes a great point. Not many of you were wise by human standards, which it proves my point about look. You know, most people are not college educated. Most people are not full of brain power running around on planet Earth. Just human beings. They're not wise by human standard. Not many were influential. They weren't big dogs somewhere. Mm -hmm. Just millions and hundreds of millions that are just normal people. Not many were of noble birth. But he said God chose the foolish things of the world to, to shame the wise. Exactly. He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly thing, the despised things. That's why you look in the people Jesus reached out to. I mean, some woman with five husbands had had five husbands, and the one she's with, she's shacked up at the time. She's yeah. like, whoa, 
Uh, maybe I think you might be a prophet. He said, yeah. if you knew who was talking to you, he'd, the water he'd give you, you wouldn't believe it. So he's yeah. just making a point. But people like that, the woman at the well who, uh, uh, what was a girl in Chosen? Uh, that the well, Mary, Mary Magdalene. Yeah, Mary Magdalene. And had the spirit, evil Her spirits. background. Yeah. You, you just think about it, you're like, good, not full of the devil. I mean. But, Phil, you make a good point because a lot of people – you just think how many people gripe and complain or don't agree with something at their local church. Ugh. And But you got to realize we're all flawed. We all make mistakes. And even like watching The Chosen, people are like, well, you know, I don't like it because the, you know, whatever, you know, that they're, they're supposing on, on things. And I'm like, like what you saw up north, it's the, the rule crowd. <clears throat> yeah. They're well, looking they're at these missing, rules. The best advice I ever got when I'm not sure where it was, but when you're listening to a speaker or you're at a event or you're watching a show that's Jesus based or whatever, you got to remember it's like eating, like eating fish. When you come up on a bone, even if they're wrong, if you're like, I'm telling you this is wrong, you spit it out and move on. Enjoy the fish. It makes you think, but a lot of people in our faith, they, they can't get past that. Because they feel like you have to perfectly reflect, you know, yeah. what the Bible says. The problem is none of us agree on every bit of a detail. That's why I like it when you bring these reminders up. Let's get the big stuff right. That's right. And, and the rest of it we can talk. Because here's my point. These people who write in and say, well, I can't believe you're promoting a movie you know, about Jesus and your personal life. Well, these people, look, they're not writing Hollywood about their movies. Yeah. I'm like, I got an idea. Write them first. Because some of that out there <laughs> is pick just them apart. pure evil. <laughs> so if we just do comparison, I would say we need more of this and less of that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's take a break. <laughs> So Father's Day is coming up, Dad. I know you're waiting in full anticipation of all the gifts you're going to get. Maybe, huh. maybe a new tie. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, have I ever worn a tie? Like once or twice. I, there's a few pictures of you with ties on. Is that from, right? From you, younger years. You lost a bet one time. Yeah, you lost a bet one time with the preacher. Hmm. One of our uh, one of our sponsors, iTarget Pro, suggests you get your dad uh, maybe a gun and some ammo. Good luck finding the ammo these days; it's hard to find. Yeah. But these guys, what they do, iTarget Pro, is that they do a, a dry fire with a laser bullet, and you can use an app on your phone to be able to you know find out how good your your marksmanship is with a with a gun. So it's a great idea. You don't have to you know use a lot of ammo which you can't hardly find these days anyway. Comes in all the major calibers including the 223 AR. So check these guys out. You get you save 10% if you go to itargetpro.com you get free shipping with the offer code fill. So that's itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com use the code fill 10% off free shipping. So just, just right. a reminder there in that that episode uh, about Mary Magdalene on the Chosen, one of the things I loved about it, I never again. This that's why this the series is so intriguing to me, is they've got people. All these people are operating in the same sphere because Nicodemus, 
you know, and Mary are in the same sphere. Now, we yeah. don't know if they ever interacted. But no, I love the, but it just makes you think. Right, and I love the fact that they connected the dots to those two people because Nicodemus winds up being a seeker and eventually a brother. I mean, yep. he, eventually he, he and embraced look, In that day and age, with that particular culture, that was a rare thing. Oh, it was. And, and, to come out of Judaism right. and say, wait a minute. Well, the, <clears throat> the, the echelon of leadership especially. But what I love about it is, is he didn't have an answer for how Mary you know, became cleansed. It didn't go through the... St- right. At first he thought he had something to do with it, then he realized he didn't. And I, I love that idea because that would have been so... In- that's what they were having problems with. They kept looking and watching him. And that, that he was he was everything he was supposed to be, but they just could it just didn't make any sense. Yep. I mean, hey, I love the little back and forth about Nazareth, and they made a few jokes about that, but because that they were like, he's from Nazareth. There's no way it could be nothing yeah. good coming out of Nazareth. <laughs> Have y'all seen Nazareth lately? I mean, but Look, we do they the didn't same even know, thing. They didn't know what he was about, and but they're saying Nazareth, he's out. He's out. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Where'd you yep. come from, Nazareth? Yep. Out. Yep. Can't be a scholar. I got a uh I got a note today from the president of our network for Blaze. He's a good guy, he's a brother. And he sent me a thing, uh an article that Jason Whitlock wrote. And Jason Whitlock, I've always admired him. He he used to be on Fox Sports. And he's just he he stuck out to me. I you know, I didn't know anything about his background or anything, but he was just always willing to say what he thought. You know, he just didn't toe the line. And uh, I, I like that about him. And so I started kind of following him and seeing him pop up and do interviews. And then I heard him talk more about being more conservative rather than liberal. And that's unusual, you know, for, for he's a sports journalist. And then I heard him talk about his faith. So I got really intrigued. So I thought, man, we should have him on the podcast sometime. And I got a note today from Gaston that said he just joined Blaze, which I was super excited about. So now we got to have him on. But he said, I want to read you what he said to show you where we're at in our culture in terms of just what we're talking about, being able to be bold and unashamed. He said, I signed a contract to partner with Blaze because I want to push back against these corporate-supported systematic efforts to undermine America through racial division and fear. Yep. He's an African-American. I joined Blaze because I wanted to partner with people who wouldn't look at me funny when I referred to Jesus as part of my journalistic worldview and platform. In other words, I should be able to talk about Jesus in my profession or whatever yeah. I'm doing. I mean, right? Then he said, I joined Blaze Media because Glenn Beck smiled when I said Jesus is the only solution for what ails America. So does Steve Deese and Phil Robertson, Ali Bestucky, and others on this platform. So I just thought that was really neat that we, ours is called Unashamed. Here's his, his is called Fearless, you know, with, with Jason. The Warlock. old question that keeps coming up, and it's, I'm still waiting on the answer. Uh, I understand what you're saying. But do you have a better story? Every time there's silence. Right. There's always silence. Do I have a better story than what I just heard about God becoming flesh of all things, coming out of a woman? He created the cosmos. He comes out of a woman with a human birth. Right. You're like, and then never makes a mistake, dies and is resurrected. And you're like, uh, I think you would at least at least look into him right. just to see what he was all about. That's right. <clears throat> and part of our platform, though, the shame is is to to inspire people to be more vocal 
about Jesus and about your faith. Yeah. And I get a lot, I see a lot of emails from people and they inspire me. I just want you to know you guys have sent me stuff and said, you know, for the first time, I feel like I'm going public with my faith. And, and a lot of it's yep. because we've helped inspire them to do that. And that's, that's great. That's, I mean, that's all this is, is, yeah. is speaking out about who we are and what we believe. Well, we're talking about unashamed and being fearless and people being the, the church police and getting easily offended. <clears throat> but I remind you something I brought up a few podcasts ago because we, when we were in Romans four, looking at Abraham's faith in that hall of fame of Hebrews 11, this statement was made, you know, after Abraham put his faith in trust, even though he didn't see, and even though he didn't understand, you know, about his past and future, he just said, I'm going with it. And this statement that says, therefore, God, this is uh, Hebrews eleven sixteen, is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And that's what I, I think about is God looks at us and overlooks our past to the point of he sent Jesus, but on a daily basis. And we find security in that. But it a lot of times it doesn't trickle down into the way we treat other people and information that's being out there. I mean, we're not perfect people. We have the Holy Spirit, but you 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 can make mistakes about how you apply certain scriptures or how you view and be sincerely mistaken. We we're we've all been sincerely mistaken at times. But it's not our job to run around and be mean-spirited to other people because you think somebody got it wrong while at the same time God is looking down and saying, despite everything we've done and that we will do, he's not ashamed of us. That's right. I mean, it's just an awesome perspective. I, love, I think that's I why when he finally gets to Romans 7, we started into it. He got about midway up the other day. He ends it up by saying, uh, the law is holy and the commandment is holy, righteous and good. They're not the problem. The law is not the problem. We are. <clears throat> that's right. So then he goes on this diatribe. Uh, and I basically think what he's saying now is here's the deal. I think we should read that. Yeah, yeah I do well, too. Because he basically said, it, look, you're not going to be able to do this perfectly. Before you, you read it, I, I thought about one of the most frequent verses I use in the Bible. It, we kind of skipped over in our last podcast, but it's Romans 7, 9. Before, Because I, I want to get into what y'all are talking about too. But you know, it says he, he's trying to explain... You know, when he started in verse 7, he said, what shall we say then is the law sin? Certainly not. I mean, we're the ones, the law is, you know, good, but we're the ones that screw it up. And he's like, I wouldn't have known what sin was except through the law. Of course, he had already addressed in, what is it, chapter 2, about those who, through their conscience, even though they were before the law, the same principle Right. Apply your conscience. And their conscience let them know what right and wrong. Your is. conscience yeah, exactly. convicted you because you didn't. Hang on, just let's take a break. So, Dad, I love one of your descriptions you, when you talk about Peter in Acts ten about that sheet coming down out of heaven. He said, you know, it looks as big as a movie. So it's got all these animals in oh, it. Yeah. You know? So I, I realized that sheet is probably from one of our sponsors, Bowl and Branch. You think? Because <laughs> <laughs> they have such good sheets. I mean, it's the only thing that could hold all those animals, right? Uh, this company was uh, started by a husband and wife team, uh, and they wanted to create a textile company that, that really cared about details in your sheets, which I appreciate because their sheets are awesome. 
Lisa and I were using them before they were sponsored on the podcast. But you want to check these guys out. If you really want a good night's sleep on a great set of sheets, uh, you go to Bowl and Branch. It's B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H, bowlandbranch.com. You get 15% off your first set of sheets with the promo code Robertson. So it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Bowlandbranch.com, 15% off your first set of sheets and sleep like a baby. So that's why when people come to me, and I've had a many a Bible study where when people discuss their sins or we have a discussion about them, they're like, yeah, but I didn't know it was wrong. And I'm like, hey, you know it was wrong. Now, at some point, you might have seared that conscience, but at the time, you, you, you know what's wrong. Your conscience is bearing witness to what is written. Exactly. Right? Your conscience reminds you, oh, there's, 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 there's sin. Right. There's 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 law that will be broken. Well, you know, well, uh, you know, I, I don't have a written code. You wouldn't need well, then a written he, code. So he says, I, would, I wouldn't right. know what coveting really was if the law had not said. But but then it says, but sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of covetous desire. For apart from law, sin is dead, which is why we, you know, died to ourself and came in contact with Jesus, who nailed the law to the cross. We went through that last time. So, it, so I, I read all that to get By to verse way, 9. A, a, an it, infant wouldn't, is the reason they're not involved in being cut off from God. Well, that's the point. Because of, of what you just said. Yeah, but that's words, the point I'm getting to in verse 9. This is the mo, one of the most quoted verses, because when it comes to a baby or an infant, and look, we just had a long talk about people not agreeing. I know there's people that mm-hmm. believe you know, infants are born into sin. And they base it on the study we already did in Romans 5. Right. I mean, because you could definitely take that as, oh, yeah, you're, you're, it's universal. You're born in sin. So that's where it comes we from. Be- we believe babies and infants are safe. Right. It's different from us being saved once you have a knowledge of, of sin and you're separated from God. Jesus saves you through the cross, and that goes past, present, and future. And, and by the but way, up until that and, time, and the reason we do that is the consistency throughout the whole Bible that God has always offered a choice to follow Him or not, to do the right thing or not. And so you would have to be old enough. You would take choice. To know what the right, right thing was. You would was. take choice out yeah. with a, with an infant. So since we started with the baseball theme, it's like you know the baby <laughs> on first base. Safe. (laughs) I don't know why that popped into my head. But verse 9 is what I want to read, and I use this a lot. And look, it's a complex thought, almost like a riddle. But when your mind allows you to kind of play this out, this is where we, these are, this is one of the verses that we conclude on why. A baby is safe despite being born in a crooked world. A flawed world. Yeah. It says, once I was alive apart from law. Now, this is the guy writing this. It's not, which he addressed the section of those before the law was given. We're going way back to Moses. But Paul says, once I was alive apart from law, but when the commandment came, Sin sprang to life, and I died. What does it mean? It means he was too young to understand what the commandment said, but when he got old enough to know what the commandment said, that's what I think. He started violating them. Yeah, yeah. He had to wear. He was old enough to know better, but he just made the wrong choice. 
which is common to and every human to me, being who has ever lived except Jesus. It's even more impressive that it's Paul who was Saul because Saul loved the law. Saul was the Pharisee of Pharisees, a Hebrew of Hebrews. I mean, in other words, if it was, if a person could have been saved by their own abilities, it would have been this guy. That's right. And yet he's the one writing the, in what we're about to read, the most conflicted thing you've ever seen oh, yeah. when you try to do it yourself. So, so and, and, think about killing, this, and killing people at one point in his life it, who actually embraced the grace of God and he was having them kill because of and felt like he was doing the right thing. Felt like he was doing the it just was, thing. It was it was Al Qaeda on steroids. Man. But think about where we're at in, in Romans. He just got through discussing in Romans six when you're born again and being dead to sin. So to me, by contrast, and we just read that apart from law, sin is dead. So let's say the baby is born. Let's take this one that, you know, my nephew-in-law delivered, not being a doctor, with a drill bit. <laughs> does that baby, I, even right now, does that baby know what lying is, stealing well, is, and I, immorality? I, that's what I was going to say. Does the baby know? Take the Ten Commandments, go to the crib. Well, we could do it tonight. And you start reading the law. What is this baby going to do? How much of that is the baby going to understand? Yeah, that little two-week-old baby said, I didn't realize that. Where The baby's going to cry and then poop. That's what it's going to do. That's and how then it's gonna smile. Re- and smile. That's how it's going to react to the law. Is that yep. is that the chain now? <laughs> cry, poop, smile? Yeah, because you'd always smile poop, after. Smile. Wait, eat. eat. You got to eat. Cry, eat, poop, smile. That's I it. think that's the four. But he's not going to understand law. Here's the point. Not no. guilty. Correct. Bill. He, there, he's alive, the child is, he, apart from law. you got to make the call with enthusiasm. He's Say. alive. The, the baby, the baby <laughs> is, a, is alive apart from law. But when the commandment came, at some age, everybody kind of roll back. There. Everybody go back. Everybody who's listening, go back. You hit them junior high years, long in there, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it varies with the individual. But at some point in them junior high going into high school, trouble started. And the Friction age, began. You can't pick a time or a specific no. age because people are different. It varies with people. Uh, people are exposed well, to different things. Like, you know, some, some culture, some community. The question is, when did I go wrong? Where? You remember? And everybody I ever said that, go do their head like this. I remember. I said, I do too. I think where people get off. You want to take a break? Yeah, it does take another break. I think where people get off is because they think by saying you need to be born again, which is a frequent term in the Bible, that that means your first birth was somehow bad. But when you think about it, know that if if we were created in the image of God, if He is the creator and sustainer of all life, that would be good. Yeah. Because now, I've now, always said when you when you when you're born the first time, that gets you on planet Earth. When you're born again, that gets you off planet Earth. You, well, right. You used well, to have well who screwed <laughs> it up though is my point. If you were born, and, and a lot of people who really struggle, you know, if they're born with disabilities or or issues, you know, maybe because we are in a crooked world, things are not as we view perfectly from a physical situation they're like well that can't be god 
because, but they're looking at it from the, the wrong perspective. The reason he sent Jesus or the reason, you know, Jesus became flesh was to alleviate the major problems. So no matter what your problem is compared to having your sins removed and living eternally in bliss, they're not that big a deal. Right. It's just perspective. That's right. I mean, you could be born with difficulties physically, or things could happen like we talked about from Romans 1 where you're like, well, why do bad things continue to happen? Why does God allow that? Well, he, we read it in Romans 1. He lets us go. I mean, you're like, I'm leaving. You know, it always kind of comes back to that Luke 15. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to be my own man. Because you, we look up at some point in our life, and I think this is right before the trouble starts. When you start thinking, this is my life. It wasn't given to me. It, this is this is my life. Nobody no, gonna, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Oh, how many times have you said that in your life? Oh. Especially at a young age. Oh. You're, yeah, and I, I mean, I saw it recently in my within the last year with my oldest granddaughter. You know, it was just like it happened so quickly that – she was just super innocent and I mean, nothing, you know, nothing. And then all of a sudden there was an awareness. There was a change and we, all of our family knows. I've that we seen were like, it with every one of my kids. Yeah. Everybody has to go through this and guess what? It's yeah. always ugly because oh, no. all men are sin. I mean, that's why he devoted a whole chapter three of basically the most depressing chapter I've ever read in my life saying there's no one righteous. <laughs> there's no one if who I've does one good. Letter, I've had hundreds that said he was doing fine. You know, but when he got, he they usually say, but he started running with the wrong crowd. Oh, right. yep. Running with the wrong crowd. It's not they're, exactly they're trying true. To, they're trying yeah. to justify why he's operating yeah. like you know, because the crystal meth is going, the <laughs> drunkenness, and they all out there running the hooping and all. But once that sin takes over as a master, that's when the problems compound, and which is the definition of the wrath of God, be, because he's not stopping you from basically killing yourself spiritually right. and perhaps physically. It's your call. Yeah. But it's hard to come out of because once it takes over, it, it it's snow it's like a s- snowball coming down the mountain. And, and that was I was about avalanche. the same age. That's what I told Lisa, you know, because we you, you kind of marvel at it. I, I said, babe, do you remember when we were fourteen and fifteen? I mean that's when the, that's when it started with us. I was like, yeah. you know, and you 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 hate it because it's your grandchild. You you don't ever want them to suffer at all. But at the same time, you have to make the choice. I remember thinking when uh, my old buddy Bubba, you know, like people were like, oh, yeah, I was running with the wrong crowd. And I remember when his mom called mom and said, you know, I just don't think that Alan's a good influence on Bubba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when mom told me that, I was so offended. Yeah. I was like, I'm a bad influence on him. I in my mind, I was thinking, I have a fake Christianity going here. Yeah. I look like I'm doing it right. How can you say I'm bad? But she was actually right. She was right on target. She <laughs> yeah. she nailed it. But I was so caught up in this sinful life. But you don't yeah. want to look at yourself. It's always like you compare yourself. We talked about this in chapter two. That's Romans mm-hmm. seven coming up the fall. No matter what I thought, I ended up that's doing right. bad. That's right. Well, that's what we're getting. But to. by the way, he adds it up. I said, "What a!" It's the only time in the Bible it's mentioned like this. What a wretched man I am. Who yeah. shall rescue me from this body of death? I love the word rescue too, because Woo. that's it has to it has to be a rescue. Yeah. It's the only you, way uh, you can get on that, Jace, at Romans 7, because it is a speech. Well, it's one of the more 
you you feel like in this moment the Holy Spirit tapped into Paul's writings, and you kind of feel his heart here, and it's something that we have always muttered to ourselves. This, I think the the number one word here is do, d o do, because he says in verse fourteen, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. And you, you sold yourself. Don't, 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 don't ever doubt it. Mm-hmm. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin Living in me, which, by the way, I heard a guy preach this one time, and and he just he read what I just read, and he's like, you know what this means? And everybody was like, because you really, it's hard to explain that this battle war. He's like, we got a lot of doo doo in our life. Ah, <laughs> 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 I, I lost it, but nobody else laughed. Nobody else, <laughs> no, well, because he said doo doo in the pulpit. I know, <laughs> but I mean, I thought, you know what? He could have said other words. He could have. That, but <laughs> I was watching that movie because I, I brought up Greater, and it has one cuss word in it. It's S-H word. And uh, you're like, oh, no, Jace recommended the movie, and it had a cuss <laughs> word. Yep, it sure does. But the kid who was a believer uh, that w- went to Arkansas, when he – because the coach told him to say it back. And look, they had a cuss word. Do you think? Do you not think coaches use profanity? I think one cuss word in a movie about where they're hollering, you know, because it was almost unrealistic, you know. Yeah. But one time, and he's like, what I say back to you? Well, the kid who who's a believer said the phrase back, but instead of the SH word, he used manure. <laughs> and the coach was kind of laughing like, manure, huh? Because he's like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you – when you say what, but he just because he believes, you know, I, I I really like that. But so he's explaining this battle that goes on. And then he says in verse 18, I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. Now, this is the a lot of do's here. This is his summation. A lot of do do. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. (laughs) I mean, it becomes comical. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it, which is why he said there's a lot of do-do here. (laughs) So I find this law at work, and this is the real point. When I want to do good, Evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. Now, this is the key application. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body of death, which is the right response, because basically we can't do this. That's what this has all been about. This is a righteousness that comes from God. You can't be good without God. And and to your point, Phil, where you started, thanks be to God, verse 25, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. So that's the heavyweight fight going on in your brain, soul, spirit every day. It's going to happen tomorrow. That's it's right. going to happen every hour. Always there. That's why you, your rehab centers, they always get it down to we take this an hour at a time, right. minute by minute, hour, right. day at a time. Because once you've been just utterly dragged around as a slave to this and you start over, this war seems to be I walked Intense. up to the rehab center. <clears throat> the woman who ran it was talking to a woman, young girl, 20 years old. The 20-year-old, when I got within about 10 feet of them, I stopped because they have a, were having a conversation. I didn't want to be rude. So I'm sitting there with my Bible in my hand. And when the 20-year-old looked around and saw me holding that Bible, she cursed me with every filthy word you've ever heard just screaming it at the top of her lungs and telling me what I saw, I low down, no good son of a... She, she <laughs> were cussing me. I just sat there listening to her and I thought, I haven't even spoken yet. <laughs> but she just saw me standing there with the Bible and she knew. You think she was a slave to sin? Was she a slave to sin? By the way, that same girl was converted yep. a few days awesome. later. But when the initial meeting was... Without any provocation, without before I said a word, I knew right then when the evil one gets control of a human being mm -hmm. and, and they get in the shape, the apostle Paul said, what a wretched man I am. She was a wretched little girl. And she was rescued from body of death. She was rescued from it. All right. We're out of time. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.